Welcome to the Jesse Garcia Show, your half-hour home for politics, culture, and art. We come to you every week with a new story about your world. Today's guest is Manuel Diaz Ramirez, Director of Community Health Action at La Clinica del Pueblo, Washington, D.C.'s longtime Latino-focused health clinic. We'll talk about how the coronavirus has forced small community nonprofits to adapt to new technologies overnight in order to save their community. Thank you for following The Jesse Garcia Show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. For more information about the podcast, visit jessegarciashow.com. Attention familia. 32 million Latinx folks in the United States are eligible to vote. Are you one of them? Did you know that when you cast your ballot, you are representing four other folks who can't vote? The undocumented person, Latinx youth 17 and under, the employee working two jobs who can't get time off of work, and the unregistered voter that missed their opportunity. Their future and yours depends on your vote. Here are three key steps to ensure your vote counts. Number one, check to see if you're registered to vote. If not, register. Number two, check to see if your name and address are current in your voter registration and if you need an ID to vote. And make sure that that ID and voter registration information, such as your name and address, match up. Number three, check the date of the next election and your polling location. Do this now to avoid stressing on election day. By taking these steps today, you're preparing for a better tomorrow. For more information about getting your vote on, visit vote.gov. That's vote.gov. Since 1983, La Clinica del Pueblo has been addressing the health needs of the D.C. Latino community through comprehensive primary medical care with wraparound services such as mental health and substance abuse treatment, medical interpretation and language access advocacy, community health education and safe spaces, and advocacy to increase inclusion and health equity for Latino immigrants. Helping the clinic meet those goals is Manuel Diaz Ramirez, the clinic's director of community health. Manuel oversees several programs, including La Clinica's Gender and Health and Health Promotion, Sexual Health, LGBTQ Health, Health Promoters, and Health Communication Programs and Strategies. Prior to immigrating to the United States from Peru, Manuel worked in a Lima Community Health Center as a project manager implementing prevention and health services targeting men and sexual health programs for youth. With more than 26 years of public health experience, Manuel is supporting La Clinica through one of its most difficult times in its history. COVID-19 has uprooted the clinic's standards of operating overnight taking it from being that local community center that immigrants look to for resources delivered with a human touch to a modern virtual telehealth clinic that treats a vulnerable population at a safe distance. Let's see how Manuel and La Clinica are adjusting to life in the time of Corona. I want to welcome to the show my friend Manuel Diaz Ramirez, Director of Community Health Action at La Clinica del Pueblo a health agency that went from an all-volunteer, free weekly clinic to a multi-site organization working in D.C. and Maryland. They're driven by a team of more than 100 employees, 50 peer health promoters, and more than 50 volunteers. 
La Clinica continues to adapt to the growing and changing needs of the Latino community with a special focus on expanding healthcare access. Welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you. Thank you, Jesse, for having me. I know you're busy right now. You guys, when you all formed back in the 80s, you were rising to the challenge of all these Salvadoran, Salvadoran immigrants coming to the United States, settling in D.C., and seeing all these health disparities in the community, and you all were created out of that. Now you're dealing with a different uh, crisis, which is COVID-19, coronavirus. What is your community center doing to help combat the spread of, of the virus? Well, first, as you said, uh, La Clinica was born as a volunteer-based organization, uh, as a response, as a community response to a crisis right, uh, happening in Central America, particularly El Salvador, uh, Guatemala, Honduras. Uh, so we do understand what it is uh, to face this uh, crisis in our home countries and what can, uh, what, uh, can we, what we can do in terms of our mission, our role to serve uh, the Latino community uh, at large, but uh, also to promote health among our Latinx communities. Um, so La Clinica del Pueblo as a community health center, as a federally qualified health center, uh, we have been, uh, since day one, uh, since March 16, we switched to a, what we call a mod modified operation status under COVID-19, meaning um, we turn most of our services and programs uh, to a virtual uh, set of activities. So we were able to quickly switch to um, providing group support, and individual health education, navigation services, uh, uh, telemental health um, online, virtually. Virtually. Then, mm -hmm. and, and I love that y'all were able to do that, uh, adapt virtually. to that, because yeah. a lot of people think, well, you know, Latinos, they're not well off, they may not have computers. No, they're actually, the younger generation is very well connected, they have their smartphones. So this is a, is a boost to our efforts to uh, take on this virus, that you all are offering these services virtually. Yeah, but you're right. The younger generation, the younger Latinx members of our communities are more uh, in tune to technology. But we, we discovered that not even our older staff had enough uh, understanding of the use of technology, uh, not even internet access, uh, reliable internet access. So we had to learn on the way to uh, find uh, resources to connect with them uh, as they have access to technology or not, right? So we quickly uh, had to learn to uh, use Zoom. And then for those clients that didn't have the option to have a Zoom account or a, a phone, a smartphone, uh, we, we started to use uh, telephone encounters with them uh, to provide support to their needs. And we started to use WhatsApp for some uh, coordination among group participants. Um, and then uh, trying to, uh, and, and for our staff, we had to quickly find resources to uh, reallocate laptops, for example, because we learned that not everyone had a personal laptops at home. Yeah. So we had to uh, deploy uh, our equipment to our staff's uh, homes in terms of uh, keeping them working 
from their own places. So yeah, technology is a challenge. Uh, it has been a challenge, it continues being a challenge. Right now, uh, there is no reliability on uh, streaming in internet. There, there is bad connectivity, bad connection, and that affects the way people um, connect to each other and connect to our services in this case. So when you do are able, when you are able to connect to your, your clients, what are the top three things you're telling people to do to stay healthy? Okay. Um, as La Clinica del Pueblo, we have developed a series of uh, preventive messages to uh, help them empower themselves in terms of uh, taking control of their own health, right? So first, we are uh, uh, reminding them of what are the recommended prevention practices that they can take, right? Uh, like washing their hands, you know, uh, uh, reminding them what are the recommended hygiene they, they should keep at home. Uh, second, staying at home as much as possible. Then as, as, as we, are, uh, we have been understanding, staying at home is a privilege for, for, for many. And it's not a possibility for others, right? Yeah, because there's so, only one in five Latinos it's out there that one in five Latinos have that privilege of staying at home, working from home. Mm -hmm. The rest have yep. to go outside to earn that paycheck. And I should know, you're dealing with DC. I walk through DC when I do my daily runs to keep healthy and to keep mentally staying sane. I, I do go on my daily walks and I see Latino workers still working. Construction, mm -hmm. landscaping, yeah. supermarkets, supermarkets, you know, transportation. Airport. Exactly. You know, all those services that uh, were not taken in consideration before, now it, they, they become essential under this crisis, right? And people uh, doing cleaning at uh, buildings and offices and hospitals, right? Those are essential stuff as well. Uh, but those are the ones that cannot afford staying at home. So you got uh, hand washing, staying at home, staying at home, uh, and then now we we added other elements to that in terms of uh, maintaining social distancing or physical distancing, yes. as is more accurate, uh, wearing a mask uh, as preventive uh, measures and practices. Right. Also, uh, on top of uh, washing your hands, um, using hand sanitizer as as available, but not uh, either or. Just washing your hands is the is the basic, uh, the most important practice in that sense. Um, so we, we we started to recommend this to uh, our clients and, and community members. Has your center been able to access testing kits? We we do have testing kits, uh, a few for mostly for our clients, our medical clients that uh, in in most in need uh, according to uh, our clinical team assessment. So we do provide uh, uh, COVID testing to them. Uh, we do not offer them massively because we don't have the resources to do it. Uh, but, we, but what we have been doing is connecting to the local resources that they uh, offer COVID testing uh, for this case. But the, the truth is, Jesse, is that it's very limited. Very um, limited. In this jurisdiction, we, we, we live in a very progressive uh, metropolitan area. Right, uh, Montgomery County, it's very progressive. Uh, DC is a very progressive jurisdiction. In Northern Virginia counties are very progressive. Arlington, Fairfax, Alexandria. So they have been putting resources out there to enhance 
enhanced testing for COVID-19, even though it's not enough, right? And we're still seeing uh, large community members um, that may be uh, carrying the virus, but they are aware of that right? because yeah. it's asymptomatic. Yeah, the reason, uh, there was a recent article that talked about Latinos per capita, per capita in DC are the highest segment of the population per capita of uh, getting this virus. Mm -hmm. When you look at just numbers, plain numbers, African-Americans, they're, they're larger in, in population size, so they account for 80% of those who have mm -hmm. died from the disease, yep. and, but they're only 80%, uh, but they're only 46% of the DC population. But per capita, Latinos are getting this virus at a higher rate. Yep. So it's important to get those tests out there. Yeah, yeah and, the, and this is telling us, I mean, what COVID-19 is doing is uh, showing, uh, visualizing what's working and what's not working, right? And what is not working is that essential people, uh, essential workers are not necessarily all of them covered and protected with health insurance, uh, or with job stability, and then uh, that impacts in their capacity to uh, provide the services that they they expected to to provide. Uh, and then for those ones, for those communities that haven't uh, uh, received, uh, uh, don't have a health insurance coverage. Now those are the, the communities that are showing the higher rates because are the most marginalized, uh, the community with less resources and more in poverty levels and with less resources for them to uh, protect themselves. Uh, and this is the thing is, the, and this is not only about protecting ourselves, right? Wearing a mask is not because I, I want to protect myself, it's because of that, this kind of virus and how is the pandemic uh, uh, evolving is that by protecting ourselves, we are protecting others as well. Uh, because we don't know if we are carrying this, this virus, right? As, as, asymptomatic. As, yeah, we, you, you may be asymptomatic and then you are going to visit a relative, a loved one, and then you may uh, give the virus to that person. So another population you've worked, La Clinica has taken care of for since the 80s are people with HIV. Y'all done mm -hmm. such great work in trying to help um, provide services, resources to this population. Are people with HIV at higher risk of contracting and dying from this disease? Uh, the, one of the last CDC reports shows uh, show that there is no correlation in that matter. But what we have been doing is, even though there is no correlation in, in terms of more uh, people living with HIV will get the virus uh, faster or quicker, or uh, uh, were more chances to 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 get the virus. Systemic barriers will prevent people living with HIV to continue access the services they need, the care services they need, and the resources they need. Right. So, uh, because of this crisis, those barriers are uh, are stronger or are even doing more damage. So, our messages to our clients living with HIV is continue contacting us, no? continue calling us. If you have trouble accessing your, your, your medication, please call us because we have navigators, we have care coordinators that can help you to deal with 
the fact that you cannot go by yourself to the pharmacy probably, or uh, the pharmacy is only receiving clients on certain uh, schedule, hours of operation. So we can provide you, maybe you don't have transportation uh, this time. Uh, we can provide you uh, probably this uh, support for transportation to take you to the pharmacy and return, your, return to your home. Uh, for example, food, right? Many, many of our clients are, are reporting uh, struggles with uh, securing food, healthy food for, for, for them. So we are working on providing those resources as well, not only by ourselves, but in partnership with community agencies that are providing food. These are very limited resources and the need is, is, is higher than the resources available. But uh, we're trying to coordinate among, among these uh, community partners into providing uh, food resources to uh, the most uh, in need. It's particularly those with uh, living in chronic conditions, like, like for example, HIV. Now, um, you had just touched on this. For those who do not have insurance, is there a place where they could get immediate care if they start showing really bad symptoms? The recommendation that, that we have is call 911. That's because uh, everyone is recommending not, uh, I mean, not doing walk-in services. So the best way to, to do it, if you don't have a health insurance, you don't have a, a, a medical care provider, then call 911 and that's the service that will take you to, uh, will do the assessment because now every agency providing medical care is doing phone assessments and then determine if you qualify to, uh, to get tested or uh, to get to immediate care. So they will have to run an assessment and then they will establish uh, if uh, you, you need to be picked up and then take to the hospital. Well, thank you so much for all this information, Manuel. It means a lot that you're out there working with the Latino population in DC, trying to make sure that we get access to healthcare and that testing continues. Uh, I know you all are a nonprofit, mm -hmm. so please share with us where people can send donations and learn more about La Clinica. Like your, what are your, what's your website and your social media handle so they could follow you and the latest information. Sure, and um, before I do that, I would like to thank you, Jesse, because uh, now, nowadays it's more important than ever to uh, uh, be more visible and be more vocal, to be out there and telling the story of our uh, community members uh, living these struggles under this crisis. Right? Um, there are many, many that have no, they feel like they have no voice. So spaces like this are important for the efforts to promote uh, uh, justice uh, and access to, to healthcare in this case, to everyone uh, in the, our communities. So for your uh, listeners that uh, would like to um, know more about what La Clinica does, they can uh, go to lcdp.org. Um, and if you want to contribute to La Clinica's efforts, uh, there is a, a link there. They can take you to uh, a place where you can donate if, if that's what, what, what you feel to do. And if you want to volunteer, there is also a link at lcdp.org to uh, enroll yourself in our volunteer program. If you want to uh, donate some hours of your time. What volunteer positions do you all have? Excuse me? What type of volunteering? Um, depending. We, uh, well, now everything is, is, is virtual. Virtual, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, 
right now, the best way to support us, I guess, is to uh, repost everything that we post uh, on, on social media. Uh, we have a very active uh, Facebook page, it's La Clinica del Pueblo. And then also one of our uh, star programs, if you want to call it that way, is the Empoderate Center uh, Facebook page. Uh, which is our safe space for Latinos LGBTQ. Mm -hmm. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you so much, Manuel, for sharing all that information. Stay healthy and stay safe. You too, Jesse. Thank you. Thank you.